Well, they're not scared of you. They're scared of what you represent to them. Amen. Oh, we represent to them, man, as somebody who needs a haircut. Oh, no. What you represent to them is freedom. What the hell's wrong with freedom, man? That's what it's all about. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what it's all about. Just what is it that you want to do? We want to be free to ride. We want to be free to ride our machines without being hassled by the man. Welcome to Chopper Profits. This is Mike. I'm your host. And uh, tonight I am stoked to have on the phone, uh, I usually say a special guest, but in this case, I'm totally stoked on this guest. Uh, he is a member of the band Red Fang, and uh, I have been listening to them probably constantly for the last three months. Call me a newbie fan, but I am totally enthralled with their music, and I love it. Um, Brian, Giles, welcome to the call. Ah, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad that uh, we were able to set something up. Um, to plug your website, you guys are redfang.net. Uh, you can go there and get all uh, any tour information. You can get uh, videos, which I have gone through in the last uh, probably couple weeks and watched them all many times, especially the European tour video, which was incredible. Cool. I wanted to uh, ask you, you guys have something pretty big happening this summer. Is that correct? Um, well, we're going to the studio in April and... Uh... And uh, we'll be doing a European tour uh, in June. That will be before our next record is out. I don't think our next record comes out until October, but it's a it's a pretty expansive uh, European tour in June. Yeah. Nice. Do you know what countries you're going to be hitting? Just off the top of your head. Um, a lot of spots this time around. Most of uh, you know Central Europe. Um, some interesting spots. I we're, I we're finally playing Poland. Um, playing Istanbul and a couple of spots in Greece. We start out in Spain. So uh, and I think four shows in, in Russia. So it's um it's pretty it's it's pretty big tour. Uh, lots of lots of airplanes. Um nah, not a lot of sleep. But uh, we're looking forward to it. Awesome. That um that sounds like an, an incredible tour. Uh and so I want I want to just ask you a couple questions about your album. Um how long have you guys been planning uh for this this album that you're getting ready to go in the studio for? Uh, well, um, I guess it's, as, as, it's about as soon as we were done with the last one, but, uh, you know, touring, it's hard for us to write um, while we're on the road because we travel in very small vehicles or, you know, there's no tour buses for Red Fang, so um, <laughs> it's, tough to, it's tough to have a guitar in the in the van without knocking somebody in the head with the headstock, so, um, you know, whenever we got, we have an extra minute, you know, we try to sort of, you know, to play, play riffs with each other and see, you know, fly it up a flagpole and see salutes and uh, so you know yeah it's been it's been over two years we've been you know ruminating on it but um, but seriously concentrating I would say uh, for the past six months um, whenever we weren't on tour we were um, hunkering down and, and trying to get some stuff uh, dialed in right on um, in terms of um, you know again I'm kind of a new listener and uh, but in terms of consistency with your previous record how will, do you feel that this next record will stack up? And I, you don't have to give anything away, but um, is it going to be, are we, can we expect consistent Ren Fang uh, style? Um, I don't know. I, I like to think that um, uh, Red Fang uh, is consistently inconsistent. So, um, we, you know, we try to write, you know, just whatever inspires at the time. I don't think we really have um, uh, uh, a, you know, 
uh, cookie cutter style of writing songs. So, so definitely these songs are, are a departure from what we've done before. But I think every song we write is a departure from the last. Um, well, I guess that's maybe that's being extreme, but um, I would say this new record is um, maybe a little darker, a um, little little angrier maybe than um, the previous two. Um, but then again, it's you know we we'll make we get to the studio and, and see what happens. A lot of it is you know how the vocals turn out and that kind of thing. But I'm excited. There's some really cool riffs. I think people will enjoy it even if it isn't um, exactly what they were expecting. Awesome. I, I kind of like that uh, darker. Uh, it, it That intrigues me. I mean, I'm already going to buy it and listen to it, but uh, now, I'm, right. now I'm extra intrigued <laughs> to hear it. Um, well, let's. Um, I want to jump gears just a little bit because uh, on this show, uh, we really focus on more the individual. Um, you know, obviously stoked on the band and, and I'm, I'm, I can't even tell you how stoked I am to be talking to you right now. I, I I took a chance to contact your management and it's been really easy to get in touch with you guys. You're very down to earth. You seem that way, not only in your videos, but in, in your music and uh, just how you come across to fans. So, um, all right on. So, so our, so our bullshit is working perfectly. <laughs> right. Right. You get, you, you carry a great front. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's, that's our whole thing. That's awesome. Window dressing. <laughs> Um, so on this show, I like to get a little more personal with, uh, with the guests and just talk to them a little bit about, you know, kind of how they came up and, um, and focus on maybe the, again, the individual that's on the call. And uh, one question I like to kick off the show usually with is how'd you get into to playing music? How'd you get into Red Fang? And, and you can start back as far as you want as a kid. What got you interested in, in music? Um, yeah, I guess, I mean, you know, I started out when I was a kid, I played, music in elementary school and you know when I was really small probably even before then and uh my my mother was um in uh, in the choir in church and um she encouraged me to take piano lessons and play trumpet in junior high and um I guess around junior high I decided that uh, you know MTV was all the rage and um you know I wanted to be a uh, rock and roller so um <laughs> I I twisted my mom's arm to get me a uh, road star two uh, guitar and uh, played the played the shit out of that thing. And uh, uh, I've been in you know bands consistently for the past twenty some years. So um, I think the thing, that thing, you know, it's a combination of you know uh, me and uh, the guitar player and drummer were in a band before this, and um, before that we were in different bands that toured together. So I've known those guys, you know, like twelve, thirteen years, and I've, I've known Aaron for. A longer than that, she's, I don't know, I'm pretty old, anyway, but, uh, so, you know, um, to, uh, Portland's a, Portland's a, got a really big music scene, but it's a pretty small town, mm-hmm. and, um, so, you know, you see pretty much the same people everybody at, at the rock shows, and so we would sort of, uh, coagulated from, from, you know, hanging around the same circles for, for a long time, and, uh, I think it's, it works, I'm, I'm really enjoying it, you know, we, we, we get along as well as can be expected, you know, for a band of tours as much as we do, and, and I hope we continue to do it. That's awesome. I can, I can totally understand and gather. <laughs> I like your choice of words, coagulate. But uh, I, I get that kind of continuity and that that um, just that togetherness, even from just seeing you guys. And I and again, I know you know with music and how you generally present yourself, um, you always want to present the the message that you're together as a band um, in general. But it seems like it's really legit for you guys that you just gel well together. We get, we do, we get along. I mean, it's, I mean, we do fight. I mean, you know, there, there, I mean, we'd be like robots if we didn't. 
um, but, uh, yeah, when something can be a major issue, it's like, oh, I'm just going to let this guy to be by himself for a while and, and let him cool off or whatever. So yeah. we've all sort of learned each other's uh, idiosyncrasies, and, and, and it, it actually goes pretty well even in really stressful situations. We can usually, uh, you know, get, get it done because we all, you know, have the same goal in mind. So Sure. Keeping that in the forefront of your brain is always important. I am surprised. <laughs> like, like, no matter, you know, this airport sucks and, you know, whatever, another layover, another this and that, but it's like I get to play rock show at the end of this day, so I'll just keep reminding yourself of that, you know. Right. Yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah. That's definitely something. In fact, that's a great lead into my next questions. I was going to ask you after playing shows here in the states, um, and I th- I think that I saw that you guys pretty much played all over the U.S. Um, at least once, <laughs> if not multiple times. But how are shows, in your opinion, different uh, here in the U.S. or uh, here there in Europe versus here in the U.S.? Um, well, I, you know, I mean, there are different, I guess. Um you know, it's, it's still rock shards. Maybe, I mean, I guess maybe in, in Europe people are a little more, a little more open-minded about um, <clears throat> what kind of music they listen to. Where here, you know, I think there's there's a lot of factions of people who are into metal, but what they consider metal is a very narrow, um, uh, uh, you know, spectrum of bands. So mm-hmm. um, over there, I think you just, generally people are, People are more um, extroverted and, and get more excited about a rock show and, and freak out more. There's a lot more nudity in European shows than there is in uh, U.S. shows. How's that? <laughs> that is a fantastic answer. Uh, yeah. You have any souvenirs from the nudity? <laughs> um, no, I, get, I, I did get some. Uh, uh, took some hair from some kid um, in my tuning pegs. His head, he was headbanging on stage and. Uh, my tour manager pushed him off stage, and his hair was stuck in my tuning peg for time. So uh, the next day, it took me like I don't know, fifteen minutes pliers to get his hair out of my tuning pegs. It's pretty gross. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I wonder poor, if poor he kid. Will... I could hear him screaming over the stage volume and everything. I was like, "Oh, that had to hurt." <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> but you know what? He'll probably always remember that show. Yeah, and my guitar is fine, so really, it all worked out. <laughs> right. Uh, man. What about, uh, tell me in your experience, I, I think that European tour you guys did, was that your first European tour? Uh, no, I think it was our third. Third, okay. third, yeah. What's it like? I mean, you mentioned... Or, in the... or fourth, maybe fourth, third. Not the third, yeah, right, <laughs> whatever, I'm trying to do math. <laughs> uh, my question was, uh, or was going to be, you mentioned in the beginning of the, the cast that, uh, you know, there's no tour tour buses for Red Fang. How no, how do you guys get around when you're in Europe? Um, generally, well, we, we most of the time we take a sprinter, like a like a 15 passenger sprinter with a trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also done it without a trailer for a shorter tour, and um, and we did a mini nightliner once, which was basically like a, a little RV, like a emphasis on little, um, you know, that little table that tur- turned into a bed, and uh, that was. Of an experience, um, right. but uh, this, this time around we are in a we're in a, uh, a slightly larger. You know, I think it's 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 a conversion sprinter that has six bunks or maybe more, eight bunks I think, and um, and a trailer. So we'll actually go to sleep. Um, and we and it's going to cost us more, but we ultimately decided it would be worthwhile because this tour is um, coming up is 
there's a lot of overnight drives, mm-hmm. and the uh, the vans we typically would rent, um, the seats are like molded plastic, so it's impossible to sleep, regardless of you, if you have the whole bench to yourself, it's, there's no way you're sleeping on it, and the seats are so close together that if you sleep on the floor, you are, I mean, if you're claustrophobic in the least, you're going to have a serious episode, so... <laughs> Um, so bring, you know, being in the van and being able to sleep through it, that's going to be huge. So it's, it's worth it. For so. so bring your Xanax. Uh, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> nice. Um, it, and speaking of touring, uh, well, I guess this plays more into to, uh, maybe you guys as a band. I get the impression that you guys like beer. Um, yeah, we drink beer. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe not quite as much as, our, as uh, the... Uh, Characters loosely based on us um, do in the videos, but uh, yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> I drank a few beers in my day. Th- that... I think I didn't try to do the math. I, I think I drank some. I mean, it's somewhere you know, fifty, sixty thousand beers in my in my life. So That's yeah, I, I better like it. It's not good for me, so yeah, I better enjoy it. Do you uh, do you have a favorite beer? Um, I, uh, cold and yellow is pretty much my favorite beer. <laughs> nice. It sounds like a. Sounds like it could be close to a uh, an old Coors Tall Can or Tall Boy or whatever it is. Oh sure, yeah, whatever's whatever's cold and cheap, you know, <laughs> usually what I go for. I hear that. Um, I I have to ask in in the dog. Uh, I'm sorry, in the video prehistoric dog. How did you guys accumulate all those beer cans? Were was it just you as a band, or did you have fans participate? Did you just go collect cans? Yeah, we. I mean, it was a bunch of stuff. I mean, you know, obviously we had a certain amount of cans in our own homes, but um, but that was not near enough. You know, the director wanted to have so many cans that the kitchen was full to like our to chest high in beer cans. I was like, there was no way, man. You know, because I did the math. I mean, it was like four thousand cans for that video. Wow. So, and that was you know it was only like skin deep. You know, for a kitchen. So, um, we did the best we could. The director he, he got over it. He was fine, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, you know, we took bars that we, you know, that we frequent and, you know, let them know that we were doing a video and, and, and generally people were very cool about it and just gave us their cans. Uh, I think once or twice we had to, we had to give them some money for them because of the deposit, you know, uh, but, um, okay. but yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was of course, a couple of maybe, maybe a month of, of having it on the, on the brain that you need to, you need to always be finding cans. And so, you know, we, and then we did get our haul of, you know, eight nine garbage bags full of cans and then sit around and, uh, and wash them we did a lot of that um <laughs> and it's amazing what you'll find in an empty beer can from a bar right sometimes sometimes it's not a good thing you know sometimes it's not a good thing you don't know what it is but you know it's not a good thing right <laughs> you want to you want to just wash it out and forget that you saw whatever it was exactly yeah you want to wash your brain <laughs> right in the in the video for wires um if I'm not mistaken, this is the video where you guys uh, get a check for your video, correct? Yeah. And um, I, I got to ask because I think this was like the th- second video that I watched from you guys. Um, at first, I thought it was just poking fun at, you know, at the, kind of the music industry and how, oh, here's our video budget. Let's go, you know, let's let's go show how you should really make a video. But when, as I really All sat right. back and watched it, it seems like... It's more of you guys just kind of doing something fun. Yeah, that was the idea. You know, we're, you know, the, I think the concept is that you know, you get we're four knuckleheads that um, don't know how to manage money, and uh, 
and you give us five grand and, and see how what kind of stupid crap we would do with it. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I just needed some pretty stupid crap. Did you? Fun. Yeah. Did you have? Uh, did you, as a band, did you guys um, have the concept and the ideas uh, ultimately, or was it something that you that a uh, director or producer got involved and said, "Hey, let's try the this. director." The director, why um, he is uh, he is the the creator, uh, producer, cameraman for all of our videos. Um, they're all they're always his ideas, and he comes to us, and you know he'll throw a few ideas at us, and then um, you know we'll, and we'll latch onto one of them but generally the first idea he comes up with like absolutely where do you want us you know uh, I mean, when he told us about that prehistoric dog video I was laughing my ass off you know right so and I was like if this turns out half as good as the story he's telling it's going to be great and it was better so um, I agree so we, we pretty much have a, we have 110% confidence in him so anytime he you know has the time um, to make a video and he, and he has the inspiration we definitely make it make it our, our beeswax to be available to do it well, I mean, I think it goes without saying, not only is Prehistoric Dog awesome, but Wires is awesome. And probably one of, another, again, my favorite videos is uh, Hank is Dead is a remake, correct? Hank is Dead is, a, is the one with the, with the air guitar. Okay, yeah. And and that is the opening scene to that. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you guys had some swim shorts on, or maybe you're just that comfortable. Who knows? <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to ruin anyone's uh, anyone's dinner and talk about it. <laughs> there may be some people out there fantasizing about the shower scene <laughs> with red. You never know. Someone made a J swim made with a little JPEGs out of it, and it's pretty disturbing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to be searching for a JPEG for for red yeah. things. Yeah, it's, it's good. You, know, you, you bum people out with it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um. I want to ask you uh, again back to or GIF. That's what, they're called a GIF. I write those things that are like little animated things. You yep. know what I'm talking about? Yep. They... A JPEG is a picture. Um, see, I know about computers. Okay, well, anyway. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I have the feeling that uh, if we were to ever hang out and have a few beers, I think we'd have a great time. I'm just putting that out there. Uh, uh, it's probably likely. <laughs> I want to get back to, uh, to asking more personal questions towards you uh, because you're the one that's on the call. Um, right. We talked about a little bit about you growing up. Uh, your mom was in choir. You, you know, heard metal for the first time and got interested and got a guitar. Um, if you could look back over your life, kind of what was your childhood like? I mean, aside from music, what was it like for you growing up? Did you grow up in uh, Oregon, in Portland? Uh, I grew up in Tucson, Arizona. Okay. And what was that like growing up in Arizona? Uh, it's hot. I don't know. I drove around my, my BMX bike in the desert a lot. Um, uh, you know, burn stuff. I don't know. I had campfires. I drank, drank hot wine and, and uh, aqueducts. You know, kid stuff. <laughs> nice. Was, um, and, and so I'm guessing then that's where, uh, again, you were going through, as you were growing up, you were experiencing music on different levels. Was it? And it was in Arizona. Yeah, that's, I mean that was my that was my uh, formative years were all in Tucson. I, didn't, I I lived there from when I was you know like maybe one years old till till I was twenty two or something. So okay, um, I was pretty much pretty much done um, uh, developing by the time I left town. I moved to San Diego and lived there and and did most of the, <clears throat> the first real 
heavy touring in a band. It was for a band I started in San Diego. Um, last Hawaiian years, it was called. And, uh, and I moved to Portland with that band. That band dissolved, and we started another one called Party Time with John and David from Red Fang. And then that band dissolved. I moved back to San Diego. Uh, and then Aaron, uh, David, and John started playing, and they sent me some recordings of stuff they've been doing, and I, and I, my ears perked up. It sounded great, and um, so uh, I picked up my stuff and hauled back to Portland and, and started uh, playing in the band. And um, I'm really glad I did because I was really getting frustrated trying to start a band in San Diego. I have a lot of musician friends there, but nothing was clicking, and I just felt really frustrated. So to yeah. come to come back to this town. Um, which is a little more hospitable towards, uh, you know, uh, slacker types. Um, you know, it was a perfect fit, the music and the, and the environment and everything. So. I, I hear that. Um, I, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying this to toot my own horn in any way, but having been a musician in Southern California, it is extremely frustrating to find. Yeah, it's a pain uh, in the ass. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Um, which leads me actually to the last question I want to ask you, um, and this is directed back towards more towards music and and the band. Um, in in Red Fang, uh, you know, sometimes people, well, just in general music, people have different talents. Some people just play their instrument really well, and other people write the music or you know compose it. Um, How is that divvied up within Red Fang? Uh, we all we divide it, you know, the, the, the pretty pretty evenly. Um... Everybody, you know, I'm, it comes comes in with riffs, and you know, we bounce off each other, and they get mutated, and some and some will maybe grab a piece of something and then run with it, and so it really varies from song to song. But um, but we're you know we all take equal credit in songwriting, and we're all very actively involved in making the songs as as, um, as good as they can be, and to where we're all happy with them. Um, uh, Aaron and I, you know, it's just we sing, so it, we you know we're uh, a little more pressure is put on us to. Do, to, you know, getting songs completely um, polished because, um, you know, we, we sort of have final say as to how long a verse or a chorus is going to be depending on, you know, what kind of vocal stuff we have. So, so that way, maybe, maybe Aaron and I take a little more, more of the brunt of songwriting um, because of the extra, that extra duty of getting, you know, vocals prepared and whatever. But, right. but yeah, it's pretty much, you know, we all, we all have pretty varying tastes. I mean, we, we, we share a lot of, um, of uh, interest in you know in style of music, but we also have very diverging taste too. So it's kind of cool we can you know call from everybody's record collection and uh, and hopefully come to something unique. Right on. Well, I can I can hear that uh, you guys definitely uh, have a wide variety of influences in the music uh, of Red Fang, um, just from what I've heard so far. And and so I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm really looking forward to this next record. Um, me too. I can't wait to hear it and be done with it. Jeez. I bet. Um, before we uh, before we let you go, I just want to do some promoting for you. Um, again, you guys can find Red Fang at redfang.net. Um, go and check out their website. It's actually full of a lot of great information and entertainment. Um, and it looks like uh, you've got some shows coming up in Portland and also in Washington. Um, uh, yeah. May 1st, you're at Alhambra Theater. And uh, in Portland, and then May twenty second, you're playing at White Owl Social Club, and May mm-hmm. May twenty fourth, you're you're playing the Sasquatch Music Festival in George Washington. Yes, and that's not George yeah, Washington. Yeah, the gorge. Yeah, that is. Awesome. I hear it. I hear it's gorgeous. That, I've never been. 
I wish that I was a little closer or had uh, had the freedom just to travel and take off because I would come see you guys live for sure. Because right after that, you're taking off to Madrid, Spain, which is the start, it looks like, of your European tour. Right, yes. Um, but we, we are planning a, a, a West Coast tour, um, I think in, I want to say in October maybe, and then, and then we come home for a week and a half or something and then we go out again for another, I think it's like a two-week West Coast and then another, and then a four-week U.S. that will also include West Coast. So so you'll have your chance in California. We'll, we'll play, we'll be playing the Bay Area, Bay Area probably at least twice, if not three times in, for the end of the year. So. Okay, will you make it down to uh, Orange County area or maybe even down to San Diego? Do you know? Uh, for sure we'll be playing San Diego okay. at least once um, and L.A., um, for sure, at least. Probably, LA probably twice, and San Diego once, I'm okay. guessing. It's, hopefully San Diego twice. I, I love that town, and I have old friends there, so it's always it's always fun for us to go down there if yeah. we can get a book. Either LA or San Diego is you know no more than an hour's ride for me, and it it's just a great excuse to not only go see a fantastic band, but then go ride. Um, last question, then I'm going to let you go. Do any of you guys right. Do any of you guys actually ride motorcycles in the band? Um, I had an Aero 50. Nice. <laughs> I had an Aero, was it a Honda? But I don't know who made that thing. I don't know. But as fast as they ever got it going was, I think, 37 miles an hour downhill. <laughs> awesome. And I was cranking on that thing. Awesome. And uh, and, I, and I loved it. That was the closest I ever got to riding a motorcycle. Um, <clears throat> not the most coordinated person. I'm not against it. Uh just never came around. And, um, but, uh, but, yeah, I, I, I enjoy two-wheeled culture. <laughs> well, it's it's not like you have you know a whole lot of time between touring, writing songs, being in the studio, recording, and then going back out and touring to actually ride. So, and and plus the weather up here is it rains you know eight months out of the year, so it's it's I mean it gets get your get your weather gear out of you know, but but good riding weather is, uh, that happens very rarely here in town. However, you know there's a there's a really um, strong. Uh, um, you know, uh, motorcycle culture here. You know, there's there's lots of motorcycle clubs, and um, the Flying Fifteen is one that off the top of my head I can think of. And you know, custom motorcycle shops like CC Motorcycles. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a big thing up here. Um, I've heard that it's it takes it can take up to a year to get your motorcycle life uh, driver's license because because taking the driving test is so in demand that uh, wow. if you're you want to ride your motorbike you gotta you gotta plan way ahead if you want to do it legally <laughs> well at one point um my wife and i were thinking about trying to move up towards uh towards that way towards washington just the other side of portland um and, mm-hmm. and uh vancouver that, yeah in vancouver it was that's exactly where it was and uh the only thing i think now where i am now looking back that i'm glad i didn't because i love it up there is just the lack of I guess you know what it is. I'd really just have to be a hardcore rider. I ride anyway every day, but I'd have to ride and be really hardcore to ride in the rain and probably possible snow. I don't know. <laughs> It'd be crazy. Yeah, it's sketchy. It's sketchy riding around in the rain, I imagine. Well, um, Brian, I want to thank you so much for uh, for being on the, the phone with us and representing Red Fang, and I'm excited for you guys, and you definitely have a solid supporter in me, and uh, I know that there's others that are out there um, – within the chopper culture that uh, that love your music and support you. And we'll continue to promote yeah. you. Awesome. I'll look forward to meeting you in person.